Hi, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am your host. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'm going to be discussing emotionally stable or regulated versus emotionally cut off or unstable. To begin, it is often very difficult to tell the difference between a person who is emotionally stable and that of a person who is emotionally dysregulated and cut off. It is an extremely important nuance that I do want to bring attention to. So in this podcast, I'm going to discuss some of the differences between someone who is emotionally stable and calm and peaceful and in touch with their emotions uh, and contrast that to someone who is emotionally unstable and cut off. So in a common defense mechanism in childhood for those who are being abused is the ability to disconnect from their emotions as a way of dealing with the overwhelming emotional pains and flooding and essentially escaping into their head a place which they are defended against and a place that is devoid of emotions so they do not have to deal with the overwhelming pain of their uh, trauma and abuse. So while this defense mechanism may very well save the child's life from total emotional overwhelm, from completely shutting down, it is long-term something that we want to correct and it can be dangerous if not. Our emotions essentially are a tool as I see it. They are in essence a messenger to ourselves about our needs, about our overall well-being. So without the connection to our emotions and feelings, we are not able to get in touch with our needs, hear the message that our emotions are telling us, and thus we will be unable to meet our needs in a timely fashion. Children naturally do not know how to emotionally regulate, and this is the reason why parents should essentially hold space that the child can learn how to do so. Uh, this is why children have temper tantrums and meltdowns because they do not know how to deal with their emotions. Now parents ideally should be able to hold space for the child and essentially help them develop this skill of emotional regulating, emotional regulation. Parents who themselves get emotionally dysregulated easily, uh, if they themselves are emotionally cut off, will have a, a very difficult time dealing with the child's emotions. Essentially the child's emotions are going to dysregulate the parents and thus the, the child's emotions are a threat to the parent. Now, because of this, specifically in the case of emotionally immature parents, wounded parents, narcissistic parents, selfish parents, the child will learn that the parent cannot handle their emotions. Thus, emotions, their own emotions, their emotional dysregulation is a threat to the child-parent bond, and this may result in the lashing out or rage of the parent uh, or even abuse from the parent if they do express their feelings. They then learn to deal with the emotions in the only possible way that they know how to, which is emotionally cutting off and, like I said, escaping into their head, which is disconnected from their emotions. So in some severely abusive and narcissistic homes, the child is not only forced to stuff down their feelings and cut them off entirely, they're actually given the task of regulating the toxic, dysfunctional, narcissistic, or selfish parents' emotions, causing a sort of flip of the system, of the family system, and of course, the untold horrors that cause uh, that get caused because of this specific dynamics are incalculable uh, to the child's psyche and ultimately to uh, the child's ability to relate to others in a healthy way. So being emotionally cut off, as I see it, is just as dangerous as not getting the signal from your body to, uh, as so to speak, if you were hungry. Uh, you would miss the signal to eat, and as a result, you wouldn't eat, and the result would be death. Now, narcissistic abusers are entirely cut off from their emotions. Now, while unable to be seen by victims, the narcissistic perpetrator, while seemingly they're even keeled and in control of themselves, actually inwardly are out of control, dysregulated, cut off, and in many instances, emotionally violent. So with no ability to soothe, regulate, and calm the storms of their emotions, of their negative emotions such as envy, rage, shame, guilt, and hate, they revert to an inward self-attack of emotional cutoff that to me is nothing short of self-murder. So what makes narcissistic abusers so insidious is that we don't actually see any of this happening on the outside. We are oblivious to their out-of-touchness to the present moment, to their emotions. The emotional cutoff, essentially we are exposed to the false self. 
entirely out of touch with the true shamed and dysregulated self, the self that shows up from time to time, which is a true self that has been wounded and shamed. This happens when the victims, or when anything that the victim does triggers the entirely annihilated and shattered self that is disconnected from the, uh, the awareness, the consciousness of the narcissistic perpetrator. So emotions, as I see it, are not good, they are not bad, they just are. Uh, essentially, like I said before, they're messengers. If we listen closely to them, they will tell us what needs healing, what our needs are, and what needs processing in order to become whole. So the healing journey, I think it's important to understand that the healing journey, as I speak of, is not a thinking journey, although there is a place for thinking and clarity and understanding. This is a journey to inner peace with the emotions taking a starring role. In a sense, in essence, you have to feel your feelings to heal them. I want to go into some of the signs that someone is, in fact, emotionally cut off and dysregulated. Some of those include uh, they blame others for their pain and their emotions. They're extremely critical, judgmental, and essentially living in their head. Uh, they get dysregulated easily. They identify with their feelings. Uh, they use their partner and family members or friends as emotional regulators or sh shame dumpsters. Uh, they cannot own their own projections, their distortions of their thinking. They cannot take responsibility for that. Uh, they enmesh very easily with others and their emotions. They cannot apologize for emotional lashing out. Uh, they cannot self-reflect on their outbursts and how they are in fact causing damage to their relationships. They're usually engaged in some heavy defense mechanisms, addictions, and self-avoiding soothing agents. Now I want to go into some of the signs that someone in fact is emotionally stable. Firstly, they are calm, they are passionate, and they have strong emotions, but they're not hostile. They are in control of their feelings. Uh, they can express feelings in a way that is not threatening and attacking. Uh, they don't identify with their feelings. They acknowledge them. They feel them without judgment. Uh, and finally, they can understand the emotions of another and are sensitive to them. In other words, they have empathy. It is so vital to get in touch with our feelings and offer them essentially a seat at the table. They're extremely valid. And while they were mistreated or humiliated or even shut down in early childhood, it's important to go back and get in touch with those emotions so we can bring them to the present moment. And while emotions may not be the best leader, it's so important to listen to them uh, and allow them to give important information as to what we need to do and what pain and wounds need addressing. In order to connect with other people, we must be connected to our emotions, which essentially is another name for being connected to yourself. And it's important to dig up unresolved emotions that have been stuffed down into our subconscious and feel them. We have to work through them uh, and really never make other people the, the, the victim of our unresolved inner world. Only once we do this are we able to be there for ourselves and others in a way that will lead to healthy, synergistic, and peaceful interconnection uh, that will ultimately lead to healthy, happy, and fulfilling relationships. So if you are struggling with feeling emotionally cut off, if you are finding yourself numb or devoid of emotions, chances are you are engaged in a defense mechanism of emotional cutoff. And while it's not your fault, this is something that happened before you ever had a chance in order to survive, steps absolutely must be taken to get in touch with our emotions, feel them, process them, and allow the energy of our inner child to be infused into our daily life to add that creativity, that spontaneity, and that really that passion and that life that we all crave. So if this is a struggle for you, please reach out to me for a free 15-minute consultation to discuss how I can be of service to you. Uh, my email is info at yitzepstein.com, I-N-F-O at Y-I-T-Z-E-P-S-T-E-I-N.com. My phone number is 818-210-6049. I want to thank you so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the very best.